Doctor Doom comes from an alternate reality in the multiverse in which there are no Avengers. And then eventually you're scared of that nerdy kid that learned how to make nuclear warheads and you're like, oh, mm. we should not have been making fun of that guy. <laughs> Doctor Doom is gonna come out of the quantum realms. You stole my story, Guterman, and now your reality is doomed. You stole my story. <laughs> Welcome back to New Rockstars. This is Rogue Theory, and Doctor Doom's MCU debut is overdue. We're going rogue, practicing social distancing with metal face masks. Post you on that? Yeah, there, we're good. Uh, I'm Victor Von Voss, going rogue remotely. With me today are Marina Mastros. Hi. Hi. Welcome back, Tommy Bechtold. Hello. Bittersweet farewell to my mom's bedroom where I've been recording for the last three months and uh, heading back to California next week. And it's really going to be hard to say goodbye to all the memories I've made in Aww. here. It's not weird. <laughs> oh. Tommy, not show weird. us a picture of you when you were a kid from that house. Don't edit. Don't edit any of this out. Leave this all in. This is all perfect. <laughs> Absolutely not. And we feast, would never dream of it. Feast your eyes on this. Wait, oh, oh my god. Oh, look at that little scout. Oh yeah, you guys can't really see because I'm oh, There we go. That's so cute. Oh, that smile. That was worth it. I still use that as a headshot. Solid yeah. phone <laughs> that we just threw to the uh, podcast listeners there. Oh yeah. yes, we also have a third co-host, our friend Joven, aka Joshua Ovenshire. Welcome back to the show, my friend. I'm glad to be here and I'm fully squeezed, baby. That's us <laughs> All right, let's let's get into this, guys. Doctor Doom is one of the best villains in the Marvel lore. Sadly, he has not been done justice in his past film iterations. Mm. However, I think we can all agree the groundwork has already been laid for his entrance to Marvel Phase Four in all kinds of interesting ways that may be hiding in plain sight. So I ask my panel, how <laughs> will Doctor Doom be introduced to the MCU? Mm. I'm ready to jump in. So, um, Eric, you have pointed out on a couple of videos uh, that there is what could be considered a little city in the back of the quantum realm, right? Like, we've analyzed it. That's right. And I think Doctor Doom is going to come out of the quantum realm. So, if we think back, um, Peyton Reed wanted to do, like, a throwback era movie in the 60s, right? So, what if he gets to do that now? Because he's doing Ant-Man 3. So, what if he gets to go back in time and say like, you know what, the Fantastic Four did exist. They were in the 60s and Victor Von Doom was back mm. there doing science, doing magic, which is just science that we don't understand yet. And- Pull rabbits out of hats. Right. <laughs> yeah. <it's> <laughs> Why he wears a cape? <laughs> <laughs> so real, it's so true. Uh, and uh, so he gets to have that throwback to and film stuff as if it's in the 60s and he gets to show the fantastic four beating uh von doom and he they think that they've defeated him but really he just went to the quantum realm to hide and he built that city he's he's the lord of the quantum realm little city that you pointed out and we see him in ant-man 3 and the reason i want to say this is because i think janet's hood in ant-man uh and the wasp we, we don't know who she is right when we have that reveal that it's her at first um, what's his name is like afraid of his wife like he doesn't know it's her it's sure. a hooded figure and Ooh, yeah. um, that is like an homage a visual homage to Doom's hood which mm. you know it doesn't pay off in that movie but it will pay off in three so he pops out he's figured out how to pop out of the quantum realm 
boom, we have our villain. It's a mm. rat goes over the uh, control panel and Doom comes back. All hooded figures in the MCU are, are homages to Doom. Yes. Yeah, Red Skull, he's like, I didn't realize that's what this means. <laughs> <laughs> I love this theory. It answers a lot of questions Tommy and I have asked about the quantum realm that yeah. have not been explained. Mm. Uh, and I think that is by far the most interesting direction they could take for that quantum realm city mm. because that is what happened in the comics. They thought they, they got rid of Victor Von Doom. Really, he was just hanging out in Micro World, yeah. mm. uh, kicking it back with the lizard men of talk. Uh, and now it's time that we see those lizard men with, uh, who would you want to play Von, Victor Von Doom, Marina? Oh God! How about um, because he's in a <laughs> this is a terrible casting, but because he's on Twitter right now in the news, um, Ron Perlman. Yeah! <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that'd be wild. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> he's not a scientist. Like he does not like <laughs> translate. <laughs> yeah. For a he's scientist. just wrestling, also shrunken GOP congressman down yeah. there. Oh my God! Let's do this. Let's do this, little man. <laughs> oh, so okay, funny. my friends, I will be doing scoring differently this episode. Oh, I believe Zach has been letting off panelists too easily. Oh, wow. So instead of awarding you points, you will all begin with 10 sparkle bucks. Oh, God. So you've already earned them for being just amazing people. You can consider it your universal basic income because yes. you need to give that a try. Yes. Um, Wow. Now, uh, for every gripe I have with your theory, I will deduct <laughs> one sparkle oh God. This, Why does this feel worse? Yeah. Yes, that's right. This is now a punishment-based yes. episode. So, so, this, so this is like a negative debt sort of economy right now? Or yeah. we're, we're, okay. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. It's like golf. Right? Yeah. This is how golf works. You're, okay. Yeah, they yeah. lose money with every stroke they miss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, every sparkle book I take away, I you need to incinerate whatever thing you had on your end. I oh, want to see destroyed. Oh, <laughs> Ariel, where's my torch? <laughs> so, um, oh no, Marina, mm -hmm. you began with uh, ten sparkle okay, books. Okay, yeah. And I really, really like your theory. So I will only deduct one, um, just uh, on the um, argument that okay. uh, I think the hooded argument is very interesting. It's thin. Might be a, a too bit of a stretch. Just a bit, a thin. bit of a stretch. Okay, a stretch. if you wanna see me, <laughs> you wanna see me Or just pretend like you did. You no, 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 this is gonna happen. Wait. Oh my God. Oh my God, there we go. Why do you have fire in a house? Uh, I, one of my, it was, you, you usually turn the rogies into something and it was a box of matches. So now oh, oh. I'm just gonna set fire every time you take a point away. Oh. You, you burned. So your your rogie would have turned into the sulfur match head. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> and, and <that's> <laughs> it's been destroyed. That's nice. Yeah. But now we get to see fire, guys. Fire, good. All right, who's next? I'll go next because uh, I'm sure Jovenshire's got a, a an electric theory that I do not want. Oh, it's a doozy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I prefer to go first. Let's see here. Uh, first of all, <laughs> shout out to Julian McMahon, who I thought was a great great Dr. Doom and did what he could with what was not really a huge uh, a showcase for him as an actor, but really great on Nip Tuck. And then he was on uh, Runaways, another Marvel show that I quite enjoyed him on. Anyway, uh, I think not having Dr. Doom uh, in the in the MCU so far has been madness. And I'm talking about a multiverse of madness because ah. this has been... <laughs> Absolutely insane. And I think that most of the legends of Marvel comics that have not been introduced are going to have to be introduced through the multiverse because otherwise the first thing asked 
no matter what is going to be what why weren't you helping to defeat thanos you know so they're either going to have to be they're going to have to have origin stories after the year 2023 or they're going to have to come from a a different uh reality what a good point yeah Yeah, i I, think because fans are just too crazy they'll just pick it apart and like you know they're almost saving fans from themselves if they do it that way because they can actually enjoy the movie then rather than being like it held up in the first act for me because why why wasn't Wolverine helping them when Than- why didn't Wolverine rake his gorgeous claws down Thanos's face <laughs> and stop this whole thing so anyway my theory is Doctor Doom comes from an alternate reality in the multiverse in, in which there are no Avengers. So he's this, uh, he comes from another world where the Avengers don't exist. They never assemble. They don't, they don't need to disassemble. They just need to not be there. So Gooderman from Spider-Man Far From Home writes the script for Mysterio that has uh, him as this hero of another another multiverse, another world where he is, yeah. you know, he's basically the, the, the Earth's savior in that world. That's actually stolen from dr doom's uh story in his reality so guterman was studying at oxford when he overheard a legend of 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 a random genius named victor who blipped from his reality uh into our reality and no one had ever heard of him before uh, and and so he took over Oxford Labs and briefly used them for his research. So I think how this is going to get introduced in the post-credit scenes uh, from Spider-Man Three, uh, Guterman is going to be back in Oxford, uh, working on something, researching, writing a paper, and all of a sudden you're going to see that hood that we talked about before walking mm. through the door. <laughs> Guterman is going to be attacked by Victor Von Doom, and uh, he's going to say something catchy along the lines of "You stole my story, Guterman, and now your reality." is doomed he's got a catchphrase he's got a catchphrase and he's and he's played by he's played by uh vincent casal from uh the most recent season of westworld because he's got that kind of accent i mean i know he's french he could be a latvarian i feel like he's latvarian he's a latvarian prince you know i'm gonna go ahead and put on his wikipedia he is the prince of latveria that's great tommy that's a that's a great theory and um I love the idea of Victor Von Doom kind of just slipping into our reality just through the blip. Yeah. Like everyone else returned from where they were taken, mm-hmm. but he just kind of like slipped in with that mm-hmm. blip and he's like, I'm here now. They're like, were you here before? And he's like, I was here the whole time. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Uh, I also love the Oxford setting because like, I don't know, the Harry Potter movies were shot at Oxford. They wear robes, like the old professor robes. Maybe found some old like Oxford cleric robe and that's like his robe. <laughs> he <laughs> just wears. found it in a closet. This is green, it's my color. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Uh, Tommy, yes. uh, you have started with a, with 10 golden spark because you're a golden child, yes. as we saw. Yes, um, that movie. I am deducting one. <laughs> okay. Because of the, I can't get out of my mind when you say you stole my story. I'm thinking like a secret window, like you stole my story. Yes, John Tutorial, you stole my story. Uh, you stole my <laughs> story. Well, I am absolutely devastated to burn this gorgeous WCW Monday Nitro NWO radio nice. adapting microphone that used to have a wow. microphone head. What you do is you put, used to put batteries on and turn the radio to a certain frequency on the FM. Then you turn it on and you could actually broadcast through your radio. It also features sound effects from Goldberg, Hollywood Hogan, Sting, and Big Sexy <laughs> Kevin Nash. So, well, this was a toy I treasured as a 13-year-old boy. It's now going in the flames, boys and girl. That is Destroyer. so cool. What a cool toy. What a relic. Not anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. It was really sticky. Ooh, as right. I was moving it around in my hand, it was very, <laughs> very sticky. And I don't know why. So, anyway. Uh, 
I'm, I'm glad. I'm actually glad to see it's okay. gone. I'm glad to see it gone now. All right, Joven, what you got? Uh, I, I first, I would like to call it a mistake I made earlier. Uh, I accidentally said that I was fully squeezed. That's weird. I'm freshly squeezed. Oh. That's the correct slogan. Oh. Uh, just someone's gonna call me out for it, and I, I want you to know that I know. Anyway, okay. So here we are on topic. <laughs> Let me tell you. So. Myself and my sentient mustache here are going to actually pull from a past argument from this show from a fellow genius and comic book historian, uh, Jovenshire, from a past episode. Uh, uh, Mr. Fury, we're, we're getting reports. There's a ship out there. There's five beings on this ship. Get that mother <laughs> ship! Uh, one of his genius stories that he woven from nothingness that I now consider headcanon mm. for uh -huh, MCU, uh -huh, uh -huh. where okay. uh, we will actually have uh, the sword ship actually find a spaceship with uh, five other mm. uh, beings on that ship, which we will find out are actually the Fantastic Four and oh. Victor Von Doom wow. uh, on that ship. Now, it is so easy to go ahead and make Victor Von Doom the next big bad of the MCU. But when it comes to bad guys in the MCU, we kind of see it done one of two ways. Uh, either you have a villain that's in one movie and they're very forgettable, or you have a character like Loki or Thanos where it's really built over nine different movies to have a good character arc. Well, in this case, we're going to find the middle ground. I think Marvel's now ready to really focus some bad guys into their worlds that just kind of stay ever-present. So. Victor Von Doom shall not be the bad guy of Fantastic Four, the huh. first movie. He shall not be the bad guy, the big bad in the MCU at the time. But what is becoming more and more popular in the superhero world of, of uh, casting agents and contracts is your Mark Ruffalo contract, where you don't necessarily get in your one standalone movie or your own trilogy, but you are going to pop up in six different movies. Mark Ruffalo, uh, now Superman has the same type of contract, and... Um, when Adam Ooh. Scott plays Victor Von Doom, he will have a similar contract where he is just ever-present. He's, uh, he's there on that first ship. We find out that he is starting to get powers. But, you know, he's not at his full power yet. He's not at full ego yet. And we just see him popping up in a Spider-Man movie, in another MCU movie. He's in all three different Fantastic Four movies. While Fantastic Four is fighting Mole Man in the first movie, he's just kind of in there building up Latveria and everything. And then at the end of his sixth movie, which will then be uh, Fantastic Four, the third movie, that is when we see him really at his peak bad guyness with other Doom bots doing his Doom work and uh, being the bad guy, not just for the Fantastic Four, but the entire MCU as kind of like a sub-boss mm -hmm. next to uh, like a Galactus when he shows up or something. Eric, can I, can I submit what your gripe will be? Yes, <laughs> because that's amazing and I love it. Um, it's just that I will never ever take Adam Scott seriously. Yeah, based based yes. on his character from Big Little Lies when he was just like, he's so good with comedy, but also has such a great acting range, and he's almost been typecast as like that character from from Parks and Rec a little bit. Mm. I think this is his moment, and that's why you don't want someone that's too menacing in the first movie. You want someone that you just gradually hate over time, and then eventually you're scared of that nerdy kid that learned how to make nuclear warheads, and you're like, oh, mm. we should not have been making fun of that guy. <laughs> I buy that. I buy that. Yes. Um, I, you know, I that was going to be my gripe with it, Marina. I think <laughs> if you could unlike that match you know you'd get it back but it's too late you burned it um <laughs> but i do like looking back adam scott did play one of the best villains in uh in stepbrothers yes, <laughs> yes. Singing Derek. acapella <laughs> uh with his family that was that's fantastic funny. he could do that i don't know if that's victor von doom yeah no uh, victor von doom has you know he's got a little creative spark that he like when he likes to de-stress he sings acapella 
Uh, Joven, I, I do love that you built on your past theory. Something I have done on the show before. I'm like, fellow you know genius, what I already did? Fellow <laughs> I already did the back the back work on this one. Yeah, Let's really. just keep making our own theories canon, head canon as we do. Um, I, I really do love this idea of using that space station for something, making that the sword space. I, I think the idea was the ship that Nick Fury was on in the post credit scene of Far From mm -hmm. Home, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe that could be what the sheet, that could be the peak. I, I, I'm hoping that's what we see. Yeah. Um, but I really do love this idea of just having him as a character who's popping up in different places and then build up to it. So there's not too much uh, expectations. We already kind of know him. I feel like that's kind of what they did with Thanos, right? He was just kind of yeah. like in the background a little bit and then finally mm -hmm. uh, give him the movie and there's make it a, his film. There's a comic where, I think it was a Spider-Man comic, where he's at an airport in outfit and then Victor Von Doom's walking through airport security to get to Latveria and Spider-Man's like, are we supposed to fight him now? Are we okay with him being here? And like, that's what he should be in the MCU. Is like this bad guy, everyone knows he's bad, but he's just kind of untouchable. Yes. Um, so, Joven, I will not be deducting any oh! uh, wow. sparkle bucks. You get to hold on to all 10 of yours ah. for now, though. For now. I guess we all I will mess, gross. as we've seen I do on this show, I mess up near the end. I, I get yes. a little cocky. Guess we're all big so Adam help Scott me, fans. Joven, if I gripe at you <laughs> at one point over these next minutes, you will lose all 10. <laughs> so help me. Um, all right, let us now uh, move on with some people who helped us bring this show to life. Uh, Bespoke Post. Thank you to Bespoke Post for mm. helping sponsor this episode. If your mailbox is anything like mine, 90% of the time it's, you know, it's lame crap. It's bills and coupons, bills and coupons for the guy who used to live in my apartment for me. Uh, but once a month, I have a reason to be stoked, and that is because of my box of awesome from Bespoke Post. This month, I got uh, the Coast box, and it came with a great summery linen shirt that I can't wait to try. Uh, it has a waterproof beach blanket. Uh, next time I leave the Blue Dungeon, hopefully soon, <laughs> I'm gonna look and feel great, thanks to Bespoke Post. Uh, they send guys only the best stuff every month, and no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered, from style and grooming goods, to barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life. They've wow. got a new box called Terra that comes with this really cool Japanese utility knife, all natural mm. soap, a bird collar. I've wow. always wanted to summon a bird to do my bidding. <laughs> you guys know I love birds. Yes. But I wish I was a bird. If I could be Tobias from Animorphs, who just was a nautilid who nice. stays in a bird body for the rest of his life, yeah. I'd say, you don't have to give me morphine abilities as a bird, Elemist. I'll just stay as a bird. <laughs> and I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> 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 Anyway, to get started, uh, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but it has over $70 worth of gear inside. You can get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code ROGUE. At checkout, that's boxofawesome.com. Use the code ROGUE for 20% off your first box. Woo! Hey, Eric. How long do, yes. fal how long do falcons live? Like 15 <laughs> years? Uh, I don't know. Because yeah, I, I always I thought mean, that was really bad decision-making by Tobias. <laughs> that, that that's he, right, yeah. That, that he was going to spend the rest of his life, which is now cut in a quarter, right. uh, to be a falcon. But uh, I guess 19, some people... 20 years. 20 years. So yeah, yeah, so he was gonna live to be thirty-two. Well, if <laughs> unless unless he morphed into a twelve-year-old falcon, in which case he's got two Olympics left. 
a summer games and another summer games maybe four if you do the winter games as well but we don't know in this covid atmosphere when we're gonna have olympics again that's just wasted time by tobias speaking of wasted time this has been a minute wasted by tommy no, Tommy, you're you're exactly right. They all should have morphed into Galapagos Island tortoises yes. and lived for 200 years. Yes, yeah. exactly. The fools, idiots. Because <laughs> yeah. no yerk is gonna take over the brain of a Galapagos Island tortoise. Mm-hmm. You you can just let uh, time wash by, and then you morph back into an elephant, and That's then right. you remember everything. Yes. We also want to thank another good friend who sponsored this episode, Manscaped. Oh, you guys know how I feel about Manscaped. Yeah. My heart. Uh, oh, my heart. Uh, yes, Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Mm. They spent 18 months designing the lawnmower 3.0. Oh, it's my God. It's the greatest ball hair trimmer the world has ever seen. It's waterproof. It has a 90-minute battery. It even has this LED light so you can see what you're doing down there. Because ah. uh, normally, I have to wear one of those coal miner hats, <laughs> and it keeps slipping off. Enjoy uh, that mistake. picture, Internet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That canary is dead. I don't know where it went, <laughs> ah! but it's not coming back. <laughs> anyway, uh, manscaping accidents are a thing of the past. Thanks to Manscaped's uh, skin-safe technology, they also got a quiet stroke, quiet, quiet stroke technology mm. on their 7,000 RPM trimmer motor. I can't say RPM without sounding like I'm in a car commercial. RPM. 7,000 RPM on your grill that runs on diesel. I, I, this is doesn't run on diesel. It's like I don't know why speed uh, speed is nothing to brag about when it's coming to when grooming is in play. Like I don't mind if it has two RPMs as long as it doesn't hurt anything. I, no, for me, I need I need the speed. Uh, I, I I don't have much time. I do these on my drive to work. Uh, it's, prob- <laughs> it's not safe. Manscaped doesn't recommend you do that, but uh, I they help you get in and out. Mm. Uh, in a nick of time, but you're not going to make a anything. Um, Eight, 18 months. Off. <laughs> get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY Woo! at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code ROGUETHEORY. Thanks again to Manscaped. Yeah. 18 months <laughs> Eighteen months to build that. That's three-eighths of the waiting time to an Olympics. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, every week we play a game of Rogue Theory with our patrons on the New Rockstars Discord server. This week we had some patrons pitch the plot of the upcoming Into the Spider-Verse 2. Uh, Crackjackal had a really great theory that I loved with uh, Craven uh, <laughs> hunting down each of the different spider things in their respective universes. That sounds uh, awesome. That's uh, cool. And it would have set up the inheritor energy vampires for the third movie. Mm. But the winner was Alex J13. Uh, who had a plot theory centered around Spider-Man 2099 and Alchemax 2099, that's like the company, uh, Alchemax being the key to it all, using uh, the multiverse to create an army of super soldiers, which Mm. if you had that ability to do, if you're a company, you're gonna find a way to profit. Uh, So some interesting commentary there, and I really wanna see, I wanna see both these movies, but I think Alex J had the edge. What do you guys think of that idea? That's great, I'm always a supporter of social commentary. Yes. You said my favorite uh, words, energy vampires. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that was Cracker Jackers or Jack Crackers or whichever, but 
I uh, I liked both theories. His name is Crack Jackal. Tom. Sorry, right. Crack Jackal. Crack and jackal. we're praying. And, and buddy, we're, and I'll be honest, buddy, we're praying for you. But uh, I think the second theory was uh, truly incredible. I like anything that happens in 2099. Not an Olympic year, I would like to mention because it is an odd numbered year. But uh, if we do have Olympics, then we will be looking forward to an Olympics the following year in the year 2100. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, folks, so you can play too. You can have your theory read on an episode of Rogue Theory. All you gotta do to join our Discord is become a patron of New Rockstars at patreon.com slash new rockstars. All right, let's move on to our second topic. Mm. Production is set to restart soon on some movies that we're really excited about, like The Batman, Matrix 4, Shang-Chi, Jurassic World Dominion. Filming for these movies is gonna be real difficult because of new social distancing and safety precautions. There's like a very long 40 page list of rules in the UK that they have to abide by. Hmm. So I'm curious, assuming that some of these movies might have to adjust their plots to accommodating these new filming restrictions, I want you guys to pitch me on how an upcoming movie that you're excited about might have to be changed for safety reasons. Ooh, I got one. I uh, My changes are all around the film I am looking the most forward to, which is Indiana Jones five because we have to acknowledge that oh, okay. four exists uh although technically <laughs> raiders of the lost ark was not called indiana jones colon raiders of the lost ark anyway not to explain titles to you as fascinating as that would be uh i think that oh, let's talk about some of the main players we have left in the uh igcu indiana jones cinematic universe we've got uh <laughs> harrison ford he's 107 years old we've got uh <laughs> Karen Allen, she just turned 98. And we've got uh, Jonathan uh, Reese um, Davies. He is, to my knowledge, uh, timeless. He is uh, thought, to, thought, thought to be immortal, but is definitely over the age of 65. And uh, I think that when you have players like that involved, you got to be smart. We, what do we know from, from, uh, from, uh, from COVID-19? Uh, people over the age of 65 are in the uh, high-risk group. So I think we have to pivot away from whatever the script was for uh, Indiana Jones 5, and it's going to become something a little more um, uh, insulary. It's going to be – we're going to have those characters a little more isolated. What, how I think they're going to do that is I think they're going to have those three characters play versions of themselves throughout time. So the same technology that Samuel L. Jackson used in Captain Marvel and that we've seen in a bunch of other movies recently, the kind of – oh, The Irishman, you know, where you get zombie – Robert De Niro, who some for some reason walks like he's 88 when he's uh, 30 years old. Like, we'll, we'll be getting a lot of <laughs> that. And I think it's centered around another actor from the first movie coming back to play a twin brother of his doomed character, and that is Alfred Molina playing the brother of failed uh, archaeological assistant Satipo, who betrayed Indiana Jones at the beginning of the film. I think he's going to... Uh, come back just for fun because I want Alfred Molina to be in the movie and set forward a uh, generational decades long treasure hunt between uh, the three main characters that are still alive and I also think we're going to have another old friend returning uh, although only Vio and what will probably be one of his final uh, appearances on film. I think they're going to get Sean Connery to record a voiceover for this. I really do. Ah! I think I think they will. I don't think they'll get him to appear on camera. I mean, he's like 92 years old. I don't think he wants to do that. But I would be surprised. Younger than uh, Harrison Ford. You're right. 
He is. He's 17 years. He's 15 years younger than Harrison Ford. Uh, I don't know why I went legitimate age for Sean Connery, but uh, so I think that Indiana Jones is going to have to make the movie. Whereas the temptation, I think, would be to blow the world out and take the burden off of Harrison Ford. I think him and Karen Allen are going to have to shoulder a lot of the heavy lifting on this film. I think it's going to be basically those two and maybe another person and then a lot of CGI danger around them. Um, Tommy, yeah. I'm afraid I will have to deduct three sparkle oh. bucks. Oh. And you're lucky it's not more uh, to suggest uh, or to, to say the ages of these Stars, oh, these wow. icons. Oh, yeah. How rude! I guess how dare I guess, you reveal that Jonathan Rhys Davies is immortal? Yeah. You know how much crap he's gonna have to go through now. Yeah. I also I'm not sure, but I think that that character might be problematic now because I don't. I think he's a British man playing like a Moroccan man, so I don't know that that character flies anyway. I readily give up three childhood heirlooms of mine. I've got this <laughs> Ghostbusters thing that you pull a ripcord from and he zooms across. He wears sneakers. Converse oh, cool. looks like for some reason. I've got a ticket to the final Rochester Red Wings baseball game at Silver Stadium, which was actually uh, two years in a row because they couldn't get permits to build Frontier Field. So this, What's I actually up? went to both of the last yeah, let's games. Let's see it right now. So this one's gone. And last but not least, I've got a, a, everybody's dream, an autograph uh, Cecil Fielder Detroit Tigers jersey uh, because wow. I don't just rep Buffalo, baby. I've got two cities on my body. Detroit, <laughs> not from there, but do I have a tattoo of it on my body? You better believe I do. And that's another segment I call Tattoo Time with Tommy. They'll let you put anything on your body. <laughs> I take up segments of this show. I'm taking away another sparkle buck from you. No, no. <laughs> We're going to restructure the show. Not, not, a, not a screener of the movie Bombshell. Oh, God. <laughs> Guys, you don't know how many improv shows I've done with Tommy that have uh, slid right into home of doing Detroit Tigers bits for 15 minutes <laughs> while the crowd goes crazy. And I'm like, I can't get a word in because I don't know anything about the Detroit The, the answer Tigers. is, is what, one was too many and there's been way more than one. That is the answer to that question. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Wonderful. Who is next? How is some movie going to have to change its plot due to new safety restrictions? If I may, I don't believe all change is bad. And I think that there are some franchises that kind of need a reset and they're going to be able to take this moment to go in a different direction. And I am looking at Jurassic World 5, Jurassic, Jurassic 5, J5, mm. uh, which is now Jurassic World Dominion. Mm. And in this particular movie, right? Or is it six? Is it not six? Uh, Isn't this the, oh. the six Jurassic Park movie? This is a six, six yeah. yeah. It's a six pack. This yeah. is, this is, this is the, the J6 pack right here. Yeah. Jurassic Dominion. JD. Okay, no more nicknames mm. for this movie. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, we've gone into, I enjoyed Jurassic World. The one after it was, uh, it was an airplane movie. But with this, with the fact that we can't have a lot of people on set, well, maybe we gotta bring things back. Maybe that's a chance to relook at the franchise and kind of go in a different direction. I'm thinking uh, survival horror. Now you might think that's a weird direction to go for dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. But let's go back a little trip down to the 90s, PlayStation 1 classic, Dino Crisis, made dinosaurs very, very scary. Yeah. Uh, I just got the finger guns from, uh, from America. <laughs> I think I might be able to I play that one. Uh, so what I want to see is the, the whole thing just kind of gets scrapped. Let's go back, 
Maybe you have two or three scientists on one of the islands. Now these are genetically modified dinosaurs. Maybe there's something, maybe the, there was something that they missed over time that now there's a mutation in the dinosaur genes. And I'm not talking about mutation to create a brand new dinosaur that doesn't exist. No, no more of that. We didn't want it the first time. We don't need it this time. But now the dinosaurs are just becoming more aggressive and maybe trying to find food sources that aren't their natural food source. For example, maybe a triceratops or a stegosaurus are actually now hunting and attacking humans. That doesn't have to be a process in the whole movie, but at least one scene where maybe they're working on one of the stegosaur at stegosauri. Uh, and then it just gets really angry, and then we have to deal with like them like trampling through a, a, a scene where they're trying to run away from Triceratops. Uh, and then you also have your big bad T-Rex that's now like super aggressive, more so than before. And I'm kind of looking at this like Predator meets Jurassic Park, where you have one apex predator and one person that's trying to survive, maybe get off the island, but there's one Velociraptor or one T-Rex that's like maybe making it to the end of the movie, and he's just trying to get off the island, but he has to beat the T-Rex somehow. And so it takes out all that other weird stuff that we've been getting in Jurassic Park movies. It's getting rid of all the, the like the, the redos that we're kind of seeing where it's just like the same thing over again, and we're seeing a new movie and a new genre, but with dinosaurs. That's what the people want, my friends. Yeah. Dinosaurs. Uh, interesting theory, Joven. But you have enraged me because <laughs> I will be taking away three, three? sparkle bucks from your pile. Prices. Because as much as people love the dinosaurs, I think the three things people are looking forward to in this next movie are named mm. Laura Dern, mm. Sam Neill, and Jeffy Goldblum. <laughs> and you didn't bring up any of them. I didn't pitch. because we can't have all these actors. We need new actors and new faces. We can't have a hundred and seven-year-old Harrison Ford being Indiana Jones <laughs> again. He's right. We need to. It doesn't matter if it exposes the three of them to danger. I want them in my dinosaur movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, I shall take this moment to destroy something that uh, <laughs> desperately needs to be destroyed. Uh, is this USB, uh, this GameStop <laughs> USB, with every single one of my MySpace photos. <laughs> we're talking the emo days. No. We're talking the steampunk no, days. No, Eric, Eric, don't let him. That were way too big. Eric, pardon him. No, this is pardon him. No, the world needs this. <laughs> oh my Destroyed god. Destroyed and gone Fair forever. Enough. Never shall we see those again. All right. All right. Well, Marina, uh, uh, you are now our, our point leader, I think. Uh, um, I am, but not for long. <laughs> she says confidently. Um, uh, my answer is very stupid. So, uh, <laughs> so it just starts gaining points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, so my pitch is for the Batman. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, okay. uh, in order to avoid Robert Pattinson having to have many combat scenes and, you know, close up scenes, he's not going to be, um, fighting crime in, in the traditional sense. He's going to be a, a detective and he's going to be like finding clues on his own. So he's like alone and just most, mostly clue uh, gathering. But also um, <laughs> one of the things that he likes to do that this character likes to do is um, because this is from real life is like discover new kinds of food. So mostly he's just like microwaving things <laughs> and like doing really crazy shit. And uh, you guys know about this story about Robert Pattinson and in the microwave? Mm -mm. No, he no. seems like a crazy individual, though. What? So oh my God! There's a there's a journalist who interviewed Robert Pattinson, and like he he was like, "Do you want like some food or whatever?" And he was like, "I don't know." Oh, and then yeah. he just like microwaved like 
I can't even remember what it was. He put foil in a microwave yeah. and it like oh. exploded and was on fire. <laughs> yeah. And anyway, my whole bit is a reference to that. Mm. Like, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> He's got like the hundredth microwave from uh, Alfred's like yeah, yeah, under yeah. the one. So. <laughs> but the, the one other adjustment is that, so, okay, even if it is a regular Batman movie, um, his mask is flipped so that the bottom half is covered. Oh, yeah. So he just wears a mask and then his top part is open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. It fixes his everything. His forehead is, is uh, susceptible to any bolts. Yeah, but he can have scenes with whoever he wants because he, his face is covered. Oh, my God. His mouth and I mean, nose is covered. He's already had, like, pictures of him taken with his bottom. The people are going to, like, Truman show yeah. his face back together and be like, this is his worst way. Did I say I was going to be the point leader for long? No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. I have I got no problems with this one. Well, Marina, I will be taking one, two, yeah, yeah, three, yeah. four, five yeah. rupees away from that. That makes sense. That makes because sense. There's our, 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 my Batman knows how technology works. He would not get confused by how a microwave is designed because we saw it's in year uh, one. it's year one and and Batman begins. He uh, uses, you know, he knows how a microwave works to foil the League of Shadows uh, from microwaving the water mains and spreading vapor across Valley. the narrows. So, you know, our Batman knows how microwave technology works. So you All lose right. five on that one. Five, but okay, Batman does, but Robert Pattinson doesn't. <laughs> you don't have to light five matches. That's dooming. Oh wait a match! Oh, we know, but we like to see fire, right? We like them all at one time. We like uh, to do. Oh, too many. No, that's too dangerous. I'm like sitting on my bed. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. There we fire, go. fire, that's smoke. Nice. All right. Our, our point totals are Marina has four left. Tommy has five Ooh. left. And uh, Joven has. How do you have seven left? <laughs> <laughs> I'm squeaking right by. Okay. All right. Uh, well, all can change uh, in our final round of rogue questions. Yes. Yes. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Question number one. After the PS5 design was unveiled this mm. week, KFC tweeted a commercial for a joke gaming console called the KF console mm. that has a hidden chicken compartment. Mm. What right, other fast food should have a gaming console, and what should it be Ooh. called? Well, I don't know if you guys knew this. Uh, as the video game expert in the room, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, Microsoft is actually buying out Jack in the Box. Oh, so are you'll they? be getting the uh, the Jack in the Xbox. Oh, that's <laughs> great. I actually. What yeah, does it? It's happening. Does it serve like? Ta like uh, tacos only after 2 wow. a.m. Okay. Okay. Mine yeah. is also an early early morning creation. A, a few years ago, I was approached by a, a Japanese video game powerhouse, Sega, to create something as a brand tie-in for McDonald's breakfast and their popular console. So I created the uh, Sega Genesis, which is a <laughs> which is a Sega Genesis that. Uh, serves up warm egg McMuffins, and then the controllers are actually full of Capri Sun that you can sip out of. You, <laughs> you motherfucker! It? It's called the Segega Genesis. Segega Genesis. Segega Genesis. That's pretty funny. You guys know how sometimes there's a combination Pizza Hut Taco oh, Bell. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So this is Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a combination dance dance Taco Bell. Oh. So it's a dance dance uh, revolution machine. Uh. But when you pass a level, it dispenses a taco that you eat, and then. I love it. The, you have to stop when you start shitting your pants. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say uh, mixing Taco Bell and movement. Not a great only for idea. the brave. Only the bravest survive that game. Yeah. I mean, I love Taco Bell, but let's be yeah. real. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're in the middle of butterfly. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no. God. Yeah. <laughs> I've been there oh, before. Yeah. yeah. Couple adventure landings in Jacksonville, Florida. I can't go back to. Oh no. <laughs> Jayville. All right, next question. <laughs> Cameo recently added a Zoom feature where you can pay to do 10 minutes on Zoom with celebrities like Sean Astin, mm. Jonathan Frakes, get on this, and uh, Brett Favre. What celeb would you most want to do a Zoom with, and what would you make them do on the mm. Zoom? Um, I would Zoom Rihanna, and she would show me everything in her closet. Ooh. I would I would zoom Rihanna and request a completely different experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> karaoke. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> karaoke and Taco Bell. Uh, no, I, yeah. Uh, I would like uh, Patrick Stewart just for like my two a.m. Uh, zoom calls where I just want him to count sheep for me Aww. as I fall asleep. Yeah. Oh, that is great. I, my, yeah. my, mine would be uh, Vin Diesel in character as Groot. And I would just because <laughs> <just 'cause laughs> I. Oh, mine was good. Yours was better. <laughs> yeah, that's great. No, Vin, stop saying no. other things that are. No, no, no. This yeah. only works for oh, me if you boom. stay in character as Groot. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it again. Stay in character as Groot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, lastly, it was announced this week that the Oscars will be delayed. Uh, I want you to give me your best Oscar acceptance speech uh, for best VFX as a result of having to make COVID-related changes to your mm. movie. <laughs> mm. I'm okay. I'll go. I'm Robert Pattinson. I'm sorry about the microwave. Mm, yes. <laughs> That's it. Drop That's the it. mic. That's it. Uh, a lot of people told me dinosaurs with masks on wasn't going to play. They said the dinosaurs, <laughs> they have different kinds of immune systems, but I said the dinosaurs are the protagonists of this film. Therefore, children will be looking up to the dinosaurs. Therefore, the dinosaurs need to be compliant with a proper inve infectious disease prevention plan. The dinosaurs must social distance. The dinosaurs must shelter in place. The dinosaurs must wear masks. The dinosaurs must not go outside if they're immunocompromised or have been in contact with anyone who tested positive with co for COVID-19 in the last two weeks. People said I was crazy. I was fired from this film. And yet I am here today because I broke out of jail, because I acquired a samurai sword, because I got past security. <laughs> Anything can happen in this country. It's just plain. Uh... Yeah, they just start showing land before time after him. America is a great did country. Did you just give an acceptance speech for I did, my yes. movie? <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you, you just Kanye'd his movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, oh, I didn't realize we had to do our movies. I, I was just going to give it. <laughs> that's my fault. I just qualified myself. Uh, all right, well, then I'll go ahead and do, the, do one for uh, your no, movie. No, how dare then. you? Well, I'm uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, thank you for this one. <laughs> I didn't want to do another movie. I created COVID so that uh, I wouldn't have to do Indy and they still got me back. God damn it. I'm going home. That's great. 
There no, was a Harrison, lot of don't take a plane. <laughs> don't fly yourself up. But yeah. Harrison, no. Then he stares at Jake Gyllenhaal and goes, Jake's. Why did it have to be Jake's? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, uh, the point totals have not changed after that, Joven. You are the winner of today's episode. Well done. Oh, man. As the oh, winner, man. what is your a wish? For, uh, 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 my wish is you guys have to reenact uh, some of your favorite movie lines uh, as those actors, but if they were still doing those roles today. So uh, your 107-year-old Harrison Ford, your your yeah. So oh. you know they're very old. It's your favorite movie lines recreated. My mine is the same because he was 104 when he filmed it, um, which is from Blade, and he goes. Some motherfucker's always trying to ice skate uphill. But it's not Blade. It's, what is his name? Chris, Chris Christopherson. Christopherson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, like, was 100 when Whistler. they filmed that. Whistler. Yes. <laughs> Whistler. Yeah. Uh, mine is... <laughs> <laughs> Indiana was the dog's name. Henry Jones <laughs> Jr. Henry Jones Jr. Indiana, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> He's just Gandalf. Um, I'll do one. Uh, Clint Eastwood uh, from that racist oh, yeah. movie. If he was 104 <laughs> years old, he would say, "I get off my lawn," because that's like 30 years younger. Oh than yeah. We wish- get off my lawn. Yes. Which get movie? Off my which lawn. movie? You play a great character. Yes. You, you really <laughs> oh my god. Wait, which movie? Harry? Gran Torino. Uh, Gran Torino. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, we all saw that. <laughs> <laughs> it was a. Well, that that yeah, is yeah. it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thank you so much to our guest, Marina Mastros. I'm waving. Uh, yes, you're waving. And uh, uh, Tommy Beckles. Yay! <laughs> and our winner of this episode, Joe. Hey. I'm freshly squeezed. Freshly squeezed. <laughs> freshly and fully squeezed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we also want to give uh, a quick update um, so that everyone knows Philip decided last week that he's going to be taking a little break from being on screen just for a little while of episodes of Rogue Theory and Big Question. He's going to be focusing on some big personal projects. He's still very much involved in everything day-to-day at New Rockstars. Did he, he just can... finally collapse under his own yeah. muscle mass and he's <laughs> yeah. get off the ground? Yes, he has. To be honest. He's, he's still very powerful. He can fire all of that us. That is true. Uh, so... Uh, <laughs> He He's will still... be back on camera. Don't worry. In the meantime, you can find him on his social media. We're all very excited for yes. him right now. He's Good still so him. involved because he just subtweets That's all right. of us every oh, yes. day. Every tweet is, is yes. about us. Um, <laughs> so uh, we love you, Philip. Please don't fire us. And we look forward to having <laughs> you back when you're ready. Miss you so uh, much, Dad. Don't forget to subscribe to Rogue Theory on, on our podcast feed, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at New Rockstars. You can subscribe to New Rockstars on here on YouTube. You can follow me on Instagram at EA Voss. See you all next time. See you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>